This is Divi Dave. Welcome to the Minnesota Leads America Follow podcast. This is our very second episode. So happy that you are actually somehow tuning into what we're doing here. I appreciate you. Uh, we have videos and other contents on IGTV, on YouTube, and I think on Facebook. So make sure you check us out, man. If you get the podcast and you want to check out the video, check us out on IG, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, we should have contents up there. But uh, so happy, man. Let's get right into it. There's lots of things to talk about today. I'm excited. Let's go. Let's let's jump right into it. So we'd like to start the show off with, like, what's the climate in Minnesota? So, uh What's going on in Minneapolis right now? I would say, oh, yeah, let's start this. Let's talk about our queen. That's Maya Moore. Uh, so I'm talking. That's MVP. That's six-time all-star. That's four-time WNBA champion. Most importantly, that's a queen. You heard me right, man. So let's let's. a lot of you, if you don't know Maya Moore, she plays for the Minnesota Lynx. Uh, I already read all her stats and all her credentials, man. Like superstar WNBA player. Uh she took time off of her career. Like I'm saying, she was in a prime of her career. She was winning championships. And she decided that she wanted to free somebody that she felt like was really innocent. Our brother, Jonathan Irons is his name. Uh, this guy has been serving. He served a total of 20 years in jail for a crime he did not commit. So not only did she like pause her career to help free this guy, like they're getting married. Oh, they got married, excuse me. They, uh, they got married. So they recently just announced that they did a secret wedding and got married. What about that? Like, think about it. There's a lot of brothers in jail right now. Like, wishing they could find them or Maya Moore, someone that believes in them and like really thinks they're innocent and is willing to put her life or career on the line to get them free. Yeah, shout out to you, Maya Moore. So yeah, that's like that's that's huge, man. That's huge for uh for a brother to be in jail. And according to them, I saw an interview they did. She's been knowing this dude since she was going to college. Like imagine as a young female, like you know, bubbling superstar coming up, and you're living your life, you're getting all this recognition, all this like they're talking about you on every news outlet, every sports news outlet, and you're secretly. I would I don't want to say secretly because I don't know if it was secret or not. But you're talking to this guy and you're, you know, you truly believe he's innocent. And throughout your whole life, you go about like, you know, meeting up with him in jail, talking to him, uh, dealing with his family and like just truly believing he's innocent. And you work up to the fame and like, don't get me wrong here. I don't if if she's not Maya Moore, uh, WNBA MVP, I'm not sure this her case get this much publicity as it got but she worked her way up to that credential to where she can like you know put her career on pause and truly work to free this guy and she did man and they're married i really uh i wish them the best like you know shout out to that man that's royalty uh shout out to that king shout out to that queen they doing the right thing i don't know if she's coming back though uh she still hasn't said anything if she plans to come back to the links i really want to see her come back to the links man uh links are doing super good speaking of the links uh in the playoff right now and I think I'm recording this on a Friday. Day. Yesterday, they played Phoenix Mercury and actually won that game. They won by a single point or something. So they advanced in the WNBA playoff. And uh, they get to, uh, you know, the next round starts, I think, on Sunday or something. So uh, best of luck to the Lynx, man. Hey, try to bring another championship back home, man. That's the That would be, what, the fifth championship in Lynx history? Think about that, man. Think about all the success the Lynx has. And the Timberwolves is just like, you know, like, you know, you're you're uh, watching your 
sister be like an amazing basketball player, just winning all the championships, just bringing home all the trophies, like the state, you know, loving her, and you're there on the other end, just fucking up, can't can't get a draft pick right. Like the Lynx had, the Lynx have had, oh yeah, and also the Lynx also, uh, the rookie of the year is also a Lynx, but Crystal Dangerfield is her name. Uh, she won WNBA rookie of the year. That's like the fifth rookie of the year in Lynx history. Uh, last year, WNBA rookie of the year was also a Lynx uh, rookie. So think about it. Five rookie of the year total. You know, just just always getting the right. Simone Augusta uh, won rookie of the year here. Maya Moore, speaking of Maya Moore, also won rookie of the year. Uh, and, and some other, I forgot who else. But I, I know it's been five total. Think about that. And the Wolves just keep messing up their draft pick. Well, technically, the, the Wolves have, has had two rookies of the year recently. Uh, Andrew Wiggins and Towns, but... I mean, for, for, for how many times they've picked in the lottery, I'm talking top five, top ten, it's, you know, like, it's been quite disappointing. Most of the most of the draft picks aren't even on the team anymore. I mean, if, you know, but, hey, this is not about the Wolves. Let's not take this about the Wolves. This is about the Lynx. Good luck to the Lynx, man. Try to bring another championship home. Uh, you know, city is rooting on you. We're, we're all cheering for you. Go Lynx. Speaking uh, of basketball, let's, let's jump into the NBA playoffs. <laughs> Man, the NBA playoff has been dope. It's it's amazing how they've pulled this whole bubble thing off. It's amazing, like, just everything that's happened. Like, we've had basketball literally for, like, the last 60 days, every day, except for the few days the players took uh, took a stance against what happened in Milwaukee. But every day we've almost had basketball, and it's been amazing, man. The, uh, you know, my Heat are doing good, so I'm not mad at this. This is... This is this is this is exciting playoff. But let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Clippers. 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 The Clippers gonna clip. Oh my God. So the Clippers choked to the Denver Nuggets in a seven game series. Kawhi and poor George pretty much like just didn't play. Like they didn't want to be there. They scored zero points in the fourth quarter. Just choked. Like. I remember when the uh, Paul George trade happened. I mean, I was like, okay, this is crazy. This is dope. Uh, the Clippers going to really put up a Kawhi, Paul George. But I don't know, man. Paul George, it has not been a good year for Paul George, man. And if you know, if you know the whole scenario of Paul George and his, um, you know, person he currently has a baby with and what happened between him and his ex-girlfriend that, uh, you know, who's Austin Rivers' current wife, you know, since that whole series versus Dallas, and you can hear like Austin River clearly like taking it apart, just you know, it's one thing if you're dating my ex, it's a whole nother thing. We're playing basketball, and you're trying like Austin Rivers was making this personal. Like, at one point, he even called him a bitch ass nigga. Like, that's a whole different, like, that's personal. That's not basketball no more. Austin Rivers and Dallas was really taking it to them. So, Paul George has been pretty much saying Paul George has been out of this playoff a long time. You know, he's obviously said he's dealing with a, a mental, like, you know, of being in a bubble. Like, just the whole psychology of being in a bubble away from your family. That's obviously affected him. But other than that, man, a guy just hasn't, a guy just wasn't playing like poor George didn't feel like poor George he was shooting shots off backboards he was like getting crossed over buzzer beaters hit on him like he was getting roasted on by Damian Litter and CJ McCullen all on Twitter like poor George is excited to be out the bubble man he ain't want no smoke he ain't want nothing so the Clippers just choked this away speaking of choke uh let's do this I want to you know this choke job was so like 
I want to rank the top five choke job recently. Like, I'm not saying this is the top five choke job in sports history or any of that. I'm just saying this is what I think has been like top five like choke job I've seen recently. Like teams just choking everything away. I think I I think I have a compelling list. Let's check this out. Let's see you. Number number five, I've got Golden State Warriors. You remember the 2016 Golden State Warriors team? Like that team choked. It was up 3-1, just like the Clippers was up 3-1. Uh now it's different. And there's a reason I have them at number five and not any higher. It's a difference when you choke or when a dominant player like dominates and take game over. It's a difference. Sometimes there's nothing you could do about that. I don't think LeBron necessarily took that series over. Now, he did play fantastic down the line. And, you know, uh, we saw some things from him that really show, like, oh, he really wanted it. You know, obviously, Draymond missed game five. But that's your fault, man. I don't care if you get suspended or not. Find a way to be there for your team when they need you. So, but Golden State just choked that. Like, they, they were up 3-1. And the reason, the reason this is a choke for me, because they won 73 games. When you win 73 games, that's the most a team has ever won in a regular season. When you win 73 games, the expectations are higher. So when you come up in the finals and you take a 3-1 series and we're like thinking how we're going to coronate you as like the greatest NBA team that's ever lived. You guys won 73 games. You almost like swept your way through the uh, through the playoff. Not no, I mean, they were down to Golden State 3 I mean, they were down to uh, Oklahoma 3-1 also, but they came back from that. And then they choked the same way the Clippers did. We're going to keep talking about the Clippers because that was just disappointing. You like you choked to a Denver Nuggets team with a wait, Yochik. Like, come on, bro. Have you seen pictures of Yochik when he was a baby? I can't respect that. But that let's get back to Golden State. You choked a series up 3-1 after a 73 win after a 73 win season and you lost a championship. You could have won four championships in a row and you ended up choking one of them. And for that, I've got to, like, you know, you've got to be on this list. I know LeBron dominated and he took over the series and really, like, but somehow I've got to find a way to put you on the list after winning 73 games and not being able to close one game down, not being able to win one more game to win a championship. Uh, number four, the 2018 Houston Rockets. Yes, you, yes, yes. That team, they lost to Golden State, right? So Golden State was the choker and <laughs> the last uh, number five. Now they're the one, like, you know, costing another team to choke. But, yes, the 2018 Houston Rockets, they were up 3-1 on Golden State. Like, a chance to win, like, you know, beat a team with legitimately, what, three Hall of Famers, four Hall of Famers? Actually, almost five Hall of Famers if we're counting Andre Iguodala as a Hall of Famer and if we're counting uh, Draymond Green as a Hall of Famer. Almost, what, four or five Hall of Famers? And I know, like I said, it's hard when you, you know, when I say you're, like, when a dominant player takes over, but I don't think a dominant player took over that series. Yeah, it was a better team. But when you miss 27 threes in a row, like 27 threes, that shows that you weren't smart enough to, like, stop attempting. Like, after I miss a few threes, I'm like, okay, let me take it to the rack. Let me do something else. I mean, but 27 threes in a row, like, you're choking. And, you know, James Harden, I could have put James Harden on this list, like, three different times, but we'll just keep him at number four. When you miss 27 threes, Chris Paul, Chris Paul got hurt one game, but he still was available the other two games. And just James Harden, just James Harden. So he continually missed threes. He was, he was not attacking the rim. He was getting blown by. So, you know. 
I've got to find a way to put you on here. So 2018 Houston Rockets. And number three, the 2020 Clippers. Yes, the Clippers going to clip. I can't believe the Clippers found a way to choke this. 3-1 and you lose to a team without a dominant player. I'm sorry. Yochek is not dominant. I'm not scared of Jamal Murray. It is what it is. He's been playing fantastic. Both of them has been playing wonderful. But I'm not scared of Jamal Murray and I'm not scared of Yochek. And when you lose to a team with no, like... I don't think there's a Hall of Famer on that team. It is what it is. I don't think you'll, like, there's not a Hall of Famer on that team as of now. And you really, and potentially, you you definitely, Kawhi Leonard's a Hall of Famer. Paul George is still up to debate if his career keep going the way it is right now. He might not, but that's a chance Paul George makes it into the Hall of Fame. But when you lose to a team with no legit dominant player, you were up 3-1. There was championship expectation on you. You have the last year reigning finals MVP. We're always saying all these wonderful things about Kawhi, about how he could potentially lead three teams to three different championships. He might be the GOAT. He might be the best player in the league. And Kawhi just choked. Like, he didn't want no part of it. They He scored zero points in the fourth quarter. Like, I'm sorry. If I'm going to go down, if, if the shit... If the ship going to sink, it going to go down with me. Like, I'm going to keep shooting. Like, you, there's no way I score zero points in the fourth quarter of, like, a playoff game, elimination game, game seven on the line against the Denver Nuggets. I'm sorry. I am not losing to uh, to Yochik and Jamal Murray when I have poor George and Kawhi Leonard. That is unacceptable. That should not happen. And if you do do that, especially if you were up 3-1 and you lose that series, you deserve to be on this list. So, that's the number three choke job. And number two, this hurts me to do this because, you know, this is my team also. So this is this 2011 LeBron. And this does not go to the Heat. This goes specifically to LeBron. Yes, LeBron, you are the number two choke job in recent history that I remember. Legitimately, 2011, wonderful year. I mean, we get LeBron. It's an exciting time in Heat uh, franchise history. Uh, I was unbearable. If you knew me as a friend, I'm sorry. I apologize for all them things I was talking. I was reckless with the mouth when we got LeBron as far as expectation and what we were going to do to the league. Not six, not seven, not eight. You get it, man. We get up against Dallas. And I'm like, man, it's an easy championship. It's not even Kobe. It's not Team Duncan. We got dirt and whiskey on the other side. We've already beaten them once, 20, uh, 2006. This should be easy. I mean, we have LeBron. We have D-Way. And honestly, D-Way was playing fantastic that year. D-Way was awesome, man. D-Way... I know the injury started to bug him down later on and stuff, but that yet D-Way was healthy. D-Way was balling out. D-Way had just came off of that, uh, arguably his one of his best year, which is like 08-09, when he should have been like the league MVP, I thought. Uh, D-Way was just wonderful that year. And we have LeBron like just choking versus J.J. Borea. Like, J.J. Borea was posting LeBron up. J.J. Borea was taking LeBron to the rack. Like, oh my God, we couldn't stop during the whiskey. He was filled, he was falling back on one leg, shooting jumpers all the way. It was crazy. But yes, 2011 LeBron, I'm sorry, LeBron, you choked that finals. And I know you made it up, and it's no, it's no love lost. It is what it is. Good luck to LA. But LeBron, you choked 2011. And for that, I've got to get you number two on this list, man. It could have been number one, but I'm petty enough to where you're lucky I didn't put you number one. But number one, come here, Saints fans. Come here, come here, come here, come come get a hug. The number one choke job goes to the New Orleans Saints in the 2017 NFC champion, NFC not championship, the wild card game. Yes, the Saints. And I know the Vikings were the home team, so how do you choke on it? But listen, when you're up and it's the last play of the game in the playoff, and you have a chance to make a simple tackle, you know, wrap them up, and the game is done. 
and you let them almost, you know, a 50, I think it was a 56, 57, something like that, yard play, yeah, you deserve the number one choke job. And the reason this is fun for me to give the Saints, like the Saints fans are always bitching about the Vikings, like just complaining, just give it up. We've owned you guys in the playoff the last few years. Since you date that bounty game 2010 and got away with almost trying to rip breath far um, arms off, We've owned you guys, man. The last two playoff games, we've been here almost on the last play both times. So, Saints fans, give it up. You own the number one choke job for me in recent history, man. You, is you, is you guys, LeBron, the Clippers, top three choke jobs. I'm sorry, I was disappointed in the Clippers, man. That is like you, you, you took away some. We, I wanted the LeBron versus the Clippers matchup. Like we, we all wanted to see that, and you take away from the sports guys. Like you deserve that. That's Okay, but let's let's move on. Uh, NBA playoff, Miami Heat, Boston Celtics. You see what's going on, man. I'm not gonna use this to like brag and say I told you guys. I couldn't believe no one listened, but I told you guys, man. I couldn't believe nobody listened. We got a squad. I knew we would run through the East. Like, <sighs> I don't want to brag and just you know I'm gonna wait till we're you know in the finals and we have this moment to really like gloat. But two zero against Boston. Uh, technically this is this is the next two home games. The next two games are home games for Miami. So we're looking to pretty much sweep these guys and get them up out of here, man. I heard after game two there was some rumblings about Michael Smart possibly throwing stuff around. Yo, man, guys, calm me down, man. We're not done yet. You could do all that throwing stuff around when we're done sweeping you guys, man. You know? And all those who made bets with me and whatnot, pay up on those bets, man. You Celtics fans, I don't want to hear nothing. You were doing all that talking. Stop with the Gordon Hayward excuses. Like, just play it up, man. It is what it is. Come back next year. Where you know, just give it up, man. But yes, my heat is up 2 0. I'm I'm glowing, I'm feeling really good about myself. I'm gonna win some money here. Happy about that. But yeah, uh what I'm most excited about, honestly, about that series, it's not even Boston, to be honest with you guys. Um uh, it's catching LeBron in the finals. Man, you know, imagine if I'm Pat Riley right now and I'm like, man, I got to we gonna stick it to LeBron, we're gonna get him in the finals. Like, you know Pat Riley is going to be amped. The whole Heat squad, the whole... Like, this team doesn't really have anything to do with, like, the, you know, the twenty the 2012-2013 Heat championship team, like the LeBron time in Miami. But I know Pat Riley and Eric Spolster, you know, though, everyone else is going to be, like, motivating these guys. Like, let's go, man. We got a chance to win a championship, stick it to LeBron, you know. And I don't want to hear no excuses. If the Heat win this championship, man, you guys don't say nothing about it was a bubble championship. Oh, it was not fair. It counts, okay? It counts. It counts. I don't want to hear the excuses if we win this championship. I'm speaking like somebody who always, you can tell how excited I am. I'm speaking to someone who team is like guaranteed to win the championship when we still have to beat LeBron. That's tough enough that it is to do. But um, yeah, just shout out to my guy, Pat Riley, man. Building the organization, doing it the right way, culture and all that. I'm not going to say, you know, listen. I'm not a fan of us like, you know, constantly putting 80-year-old white men for presidential candidates and whatnot. But look, if anybody should be 80-year-old white man running for president, we need to we need to go ahead and make Pat Riley for president. Like, that's who we really need as a president. As someone who could build, keep, 
maintain and like you know an organization a country is like an organization you know you got to run it you got to structure you got people put you got to put people in power or position that's going to lead the organization to success and always maintain you know always ma that that status quo the heat are never at the bottom we're never drafting in the top 10 all of that you know we're always status quo and then we we get our superstar and we hit you know and we win championship man so pie rally for president i just want to say that uh Let's stick to sports real quick and wrap this up. We're, we're almost done with sports here. I just got one more thing. Uh, I got to get my Vikings in here. Uh, like I said, man, what the hell was that last week? I don't want to talk about last week, but yeah, let's 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 move on. Uh, we have the Indianapolis Colts coming in uh, this week. Our boy Xavier Rhodes is back. I know Adam Thielen is happy on the other side. You know, when you go when you go up against someone in practice, you know all of their tricks. You know what the person tends to do, and you, but you never get to play against them in like a game because you know I know Adam. I'm feeling he's like, yeah, man, I know this guy likes to hold. He's he's weak here. He's he, he he'll grab here. So Adam Thielen's gonna have a fantastic week. I just know Adam Thielen might be like start him on your fancy fantasy team, all of that. Put your money up on him. I love Xavier Rose. I'm not here to like trash him. I loved him when he was here last year. Even when he struggled last year, I always defended him as like he was always there and just somehow never he was never like a good eye and ball. Like he was never good at seeing the ball and going to make a play. He was just always he was like really close to the action, but then the guy always catches the ball. He grabs. So shout out to Xavier Rose. I loved him when he was here. He was like a cool dude. I've met him a few times. Uh as a fan, just like at Vikings practices and stuff in Mankato. So I'm not going to trash the guy. The guy was wonderful, but I know Adam Thielen is going to eat this week. Uh, speaking of Vikings, cornerback, uh, Cameron Dantzler is going to be out. Jeff Gladney is in. Uh, you know, he was the rookie that was actually, you know, he was the first round pick. So I thought he was going to get in. He's physical. He's a little smaller than Cameron Dantzler. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he what, what he does, especially against uh, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, but yeah, man, Vikings just been dealing with injuries, man. O-line injury, D-line injury, cornerback injury down. Man, this is not, this is not, this is not looking good. Uh, this is not a good way to start the year. But the good thing is, man, the Indianapolis Colts are coming in and whatever is left of Phillip River. I can't believe Phillip River still has a job, man. Think about it. Phillip River, honestly, last year, as someone who plays fantasy, I know he was trash. He was trash last year for the Chargers, man. And I know this because he started he started on my fantasy team and he was my quarterback. I had to drop him later on. But he had a trash year. And somehow Indianapolis Colts still looked at him and said, you know what? You're better than any other options out here. And they paid the guy like $17 million. I think more than that or something. But just think about it, man. Uh, So Vikings corner, at least, listen, he doesn't, at least we can rely on that and say, okay, our cornerstone is Phillip River. If Phillip River comes and, like, just dismantle this defense, Zimmer, we're looking at you, man. I know these cornerbacks are young, but not Phillip River. We'll take that from Aaron Rodgers. It is what it is. Packers fans, y'all do all y'all talking now. We'll take that from Aaron Rodgers. If Phillip River dissect the Vikings secondary, we should really be looking at you, Zimmer, and say, why all these young cornerbacks, come on, man, they're not up to speed yet. They're not up to date. So make sure Phillip River does not dissect this defense, man. Uh, and last bit of Viking news. Shout out to Jerry Allen, man. I think he's one of 14 finalists for the Hall of Fame. Uh, that's a huge shout out, man. Uh, I love Jerry Allen when he was here, man. He was like that cowboy. He was always on gold mode, you know, huge sacks when the team needed it. I remember one time against Green Bay on Monday Night Football. That was one of the best games I've ever watched from Jerry Allen. I think he had like four sacks. He was just all up in the Packers' backfield. Like, just, he was killing, he was 
killing Aaron Rodgers that game. That's always fun to think about. So, uh, shout out to Jerry Allen, man. Uh, uh, future Hall of Famer. Maybe potentially Vikings Ring of Honor uh, coming soon. Keep an eye on that. Uh, that's it. That's it for uh, sports talk, really. Uh, let's get into the icebreaker segment. Um, this is the segment where we share as much or as little as something on a random topic. Uh, this week, random topic is uh, scientists recently discovered potential signs of alien life on Venus. Yo, I'm telling you guys, man, it's coming soon. They're coming soon. They are coming soon. You know, I thought this was random, but remember when we all were sticking our brooms up upside down because we said NISA said that was the one day you could do that. And then it turns out potentially you could have done that any other day we're okay and then recently this 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 kind of came in the news and went and no one really pay attention to it when the pentagon said that there were some ufo sightings somewhere and they like legitimize it and said this is true we are worried what this is and this is uh the this is potentially a UFO. I thought that was, shoot, that should have been bigger than what it was, but we just kind of, you know, that came randomly and went by and we never said nothing about this. But now, when this news broke that scientists discovered potential signs of life on Venus, yo, man, just think about it. There's no way in a galaxy that we say is this big that we're the only life form on here. Like, yo, we love ourselves a little too much, but there's no way we can legitimately look at ourselves and say, we we are the most superior being. We're the only form of life here. There's got to be some, there's got to be another form of life, right? It might not be humans. They might look different. It might not even be physically formed. But there's got to be another form of life. You know, we say there's nine planets and there's all over the place, like far, like galaxies away. But yet somehow we think we're the only forms of life. We've been the only one have been able to, you know, uh, create a society. Listen, the same way we can't go to them, maybe they can't come to us. But apparently they're coming. So I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, whoever the first they interact with, I hope that person is sensible enough to like not give it all up, not fuck it all up for us. Imagine, imagine if the aliens came, like, and they okay. Let's let's if the aliens came and they said, point me to your leader. That's an honest question. Let's make this the interactive segment, and it doesn't have to be a family member. If 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 you came if you came in contact with an alien form, right? Some other form that wasn't human form. And they ask you, like you say, they get off the plane and, you know, blue thing comes down, whatever it is. And they come walking down and they ask you, you know, point the little finger to you or whatnot. And they say, point me to your leader. Who are you pointing them to? Who? Who? Who Who would you want to talk to? It doesn't have to be the president. It doesn't have to be. I want to know who would you point them to? I don't know. It's, if, if it was me, who would I point them to? I've got to honestly ask myself that. Uh, who would I trust enough to say, okay, you point me to your leader, alien ass. Honestly, and I hate this. This is a simple, I'm, I'm Obama. I would just point them to Obama. Not because like he was, like I trust his decision making. I, uh, I loved his term as president. I love what he did for black people in America. He wasn't just black people president. He was all of America president. And I respect that. Uh, just what, I don't know who, who, yeah, Obama really, for me, it's Obama and maybe my mom. My, my mom probably come closer, but I didn't want to just give that general term but obama would really be somebody i say you know go talk to him first he he knows what he's doing obama and who else uh i want to give another answer um and scissor yeah go talk to scissor man shout out to scissor uh shout out to you queen go talk to scissor scissor and obama 
Yes, that scissor. Yes, yes, yes. Don't ask me why, man. I'll tell you about my fantasies later. No, I won't, but you get the point. Uh, shout out to Scissor. Shout out to Obama. Shout out to my OG. Shout out to my mom. Oh, yeah, birthday just passed, too. Love you, mom. Uh, okay. And that was the icebreaker segment, man. So tell me, who would you point Who would you point the aliens to? Who, who would you want to rep you as your leader? You know, anybody. Sports. It could be anyone from any field. But, yeah, that's... So the next segment is the what's going on. So this is where we're going to break down the news from the rest of the country. Um, speaking speaking of aliens, man, let's talk about someone who's crazy. I'm not calling Kanye an alien, but that's a crazy guy. So Kanye recently went on his little Twitter rant, as he always do when he has an album coming out or when he has a product about to launch. You know, the first way he starts out is he wants an apology from Drake and J. Cole. Man, let's be honest. You're never gonna get that apology from those two guys, man. Uh, I think I think Kanye wants an apology for from from J Cole. I think for that track. I think yeah, we, we all remember the song J Cole made. What is it? Uh, false Idol, false something like that. Jake, you you remember the song, man? J Cole has some shots at Kanye, and obviously we know why he wants an apology from Drake. Drake has been out here taking shots at Kanye. You know, I don't know if anyone has noticed it uh, on uh, Laugh Now, Cry Later. Did anyone notice the jab at Kanye? Uh, you know, something about Gap and the difference between us. It's not a closable Gap. Get it? Kanye just signed that deal with Gap. I might be reading too much into it, but I felt like that was another shot at uh, Kanye that not too many people was talking about. But Kanye's not going to get that apology. But, you know, he drops that as the beginning of the rant because he knows that's going to go viral. People are going to talk about that. And then Kanye gets to what he really wants to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah, he also... <laughs> this is just... This is one of the things I'm like, okay, that's, that's... He threw his Grammy in the toilet and showed a little 15-second video of him peeing on it, which I thought was really gross because if you think about it, somebody has to pick that up from the toilet. Like, it is what it is. He can kind of, like, say, okay, this is... I don't want this. this is, but somebody eventually has to pick that up from the toilet because someone has to use that toilet. So... Who's the one? Does Kanye go in and pick up his own Grammys that he just pissed on? Or is that somebody back there paying to pick up Kanye pissed Grammy out the toilet? Kanye, come on, man. That's a way you could have, like, got that message across without... I don't want to see that visual. Like, come on, Kanye. I don't know. I, I thought that was weird. But, yeah, Kanye wants an apology from from Drake and J. Cole. Uh, he doesn't care about the Grammys. He's peeing on his Grammy Awards. Uh, and also, he leaked his contract, which I thought was crazy. Dude. Listen, man, no man wants another man to, like, know, like, someone took advantage of him. Kanye is pretty much out here on Twitter letting everyone know, hey, man, I signed a dumbass contract. I mean, all these legal legal bindings with, all, with Universal and all these record labels, and I really... I think Kanye wants to get out of his contract. Obviously, we've seen him leak this contract, and he asked he, he asked every lawyer to review the contract. Look, man, Kanye, you should have done that before you signed the contract. It's a little too late to have people review contracts that you've already signed. So Kanye didn't apparently didn't read his contract or didn't fully understand his contract, and he signed a few contracts that he's, you know, he's, I feel like he's trying to, you know, play that legacy game and make sure he's leaving something for his kids uh in the long run so they have something to feed off of i mean there could 
I mean, they're West, but they're Kardashian too. Trust me, Kanye. I think they've got enough. But hey, I could never fault a man for trying to get as as much money as possible. Kanye's trying to get out of his contract with Universal. He's trying to own some of his masters. Uh, he's trying to own his masters. So he's releasing these contracts as like a way to put pressure on the label. Like, yo, it's, you know, as a label, you never want that public warfare with one of your most famous artists. Like, let's say what we want about Kanye, but Kanye has major following and you never want to be in that uh situation with an artist where he's publicly attacking you and leaking out your contracts like you know that gives other people a chance to look at it see what you have in it so kind of just trying to you know force the label hand to say hey man you either give me back you know you either give me a better deal give me some of my publishing uh or give me some of my masters on my previous album else I think Kanye wants to drop new music. I think Kanye wants to drop Donda. Speaking, uh, Kanye is. I think. I think the album is done. He's ready, but he doesn't want to drop it under the current terms he's under with his contract. So he's looking to put pressure on the label a little bit. Give me back some of my masters. Give me back some of my other. Uh, give me back a more favorable contract. I could drop Donda. You know, start owning some of my masters. Start owning, you know, my catalog and really go forward from there but the label i mean they they don't have any incentive to give you back your masters or to give you a better deal you've already signed a contract man you've signed a contract you've signed multiple contracts you still owe us some money we haven't recouped all of this yet um and now you're trying to you know finesse your way into a better deal or finesse your way into a newer contract if i'm the label i'm you know it's a negotiation it's a give and take so if you want that you've got to give me this so i'm sure the label is bucking down so we'll see uh shout out to kanye man Man, you know, he's doing what he's doing, but you know, I, I mean, I do want to see him in a better deal and get his masters and do all of that. But you know, Kanye is wild. You never know what's next with Kanye, what he might do next. So, uh, oh, this is a tough one, man. I don't even know how to... City Boys. It's been a rough year, but uh, Cardi B is filing for divorce from Offset. Uh, shout out to Offset, man. Black man don't cheat. We all know that. So it's no kill the rumors of cheating. It's not true. Cardi said it's not true. Well, she said it's no baby. Uh, I think someone has said that it might be a baby. And Cardi said, hey, no, nah, it's not about a baby. But yo, hey, man, I think wh whenever artists do something like this, I'm always the first guy to say, hey, there's got to be an album on the way. Cardi B is ready. Listen, now the divorce might be real. It might not be. But I think Cardi is an album more. All of this, man. I don't believe these artists. This is this this might be not they might really be having marital issues and whatnot. But you know, uh drop the album, you know, talk a lot of shit. You know, do that whole Beyonce lemonade thing. Uh, you know, reconcile, fix the marriage, you know, offset. Well, be careful, man. These guys, listen, how do I say this? You don't want it to get back on the market. Whatever you do, Offset, fix it. Do not let it get back on the market. Once it get back on the market, good luck, Offset, my brother. Fix it. Whatever you got to do, fix it. Let her drop the album. She's probably going to say a bunch of reckless stuff in the album. You've, we've already seen the first single of the uh, album, WAP. She's already letting everybody know, hey, you know, that WAP get out there. So rap for you, Offset. I don't want none of these rappers, man. You got a lot of enemies, man. I've heard you, you know, you take a lot of shots. I've seen, I've heard a few, you know, reckless bars from you. These guys get a chance to get at Cardi B, you know. You gonna hear a few things, man. You know, Offset, fix it. New music, man. Uh, <laughs> we got new music from Moneybag, yo, and Black Youngster. 
haven't checked it out yet, but uh, this is uh, I think it dropped yesterday. I haven't had the chance to yet. I'm recording this on a Friday. Going into this weekend, we'll check it out. Alicia Keys also dropped new music. Uh, for all you youngins out there, you know Jada Pinkett Smith wasn't the original Entangler. Go do some research. You know, type in Alicia Keys in there. You know, shout out Swiss Beats, but. Do some research, man. That's the original Entangler. So, you know, she dropped new music. Go check it out. Um, also, uh, Lil Tecca has new music out. I'm not into Lil Tecca, but I heard the kids like him and he do numbers, man. So, Lil Tecca has new music out. We're almost wrapping up here also. Uh, who else has new music? Oh, yeah. Oh, a Minnesota artist that has new music out right now, Jake Giller. That's J-A-K-E-G-I-L-L-E-R. Uh, that's a new track out called Ring Ring. Uh, been banging there this weekend. It's pretty dope. Check him out on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to music. He's also on YouTube. Uh, Jake Giller. The song's called Ring Ring. Minnesota artist. Dope kid, man. I've uh, been knowing him for a little bit now. Humble kid. He's humble dude, man. He's always like uh, he's wor uh, working hard out here. I've seen him at a few shows. Uh, he's doing good, man. Shout out to him and Water Wave Movement and everything they got going out there. So, um, that's about it, man. We're wrapping up here. Uh, another episode down. That's two episodes. Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to everybody for tuning in, man. Shout out to everybody for listening. Shout out to everybody for watching. This is this has been dope. I uh, look forward to doing this more, man. It's been it's been amazing. Uh, thank you. And Mike Zuckerberg, man, give Lil Boozy back his IG, man. IG is not the same without Boozy. Give Boozy back his IG.